What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 14 of Crave the Book. In today's episode, we're actually going to break our weekly pattern of covering chapters from Crave, and we're going to talk about Tracy Wolf's recent guide to Catmere Academy, which just launched. So hopefully you guys have picked it up. If not, feel free to skip this episode until next week or feel free to listen. I don't think that we're going to be sharing anything that's too spoilery if you don't end up uh, being able to pick it up before this episode airs. But we will be diving into just some of the funny things that we picked up, some of the silly little spoilers and things that Tracy has kind of sprinkled throughout, and our opinions on some of the character profiles that Tracy has laid out for us. So, guys, let's get started. All right, guys, welcome to episode 14. Uh, Amber is actually, oh, and of course the cat's going to be loud. That's okay. We'll keep it in. You guys like cats, right? <laughs> Amber is sitting here with me today in the fleshy flesh. Woo! Woo! She traveled all the way from the United Kingdom to be here just for this episode. Yeah. Uh, in about an hour, I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we um we actually rushed out this morning. It is Black Friday, the, the day that we're recording, though. I believe that the episode won't air until December 1st. Um, but we went out this morning. We looked uh, at the Tracy Wolf's like, Facebook group and saw that she was releasing signed copies of Crave. And we went out this morning and were able to grab two copies at Barnes & Noble. So she has a copy to take home because she doesn't have... Barnes and Noble in the UK. So that's really exciting. And and not only do we not have Barnes and Nobles, we also don't have the like distressed edged pages oh, yeah. of the books as well. So that was that was really nice to see. Yeah, and that's like a standard for a lot of books here. I, I've got quite a few of the the like edged, you know, weird cut pages. So makes it look more recycled. Yeah, it's it's fun. Crave to me, when you hold the book in your hands, it's a lot lighter than most books. And I always found that that really interesting. Um but anyway, guys, today we are going to be covering uh, the Guide to Catmere Academy that released this week. And Amber and I sat the day that it released. On the floor, on the carpet. Yeah, we <laughs> just laid on the floor on like like proper study session with our notebooks out, reading this guide. And we digested the entire thing in a day. Um, I think that the only thing that I didn't read was all the different classes and the teachers and the notes about the author. Yeah, we didn't make it through the <laughs> the notes about the uh, about Tracy, just because we wanted to make sure that we read the content so that we could bring you this episode right away. So it's going to be a lot of fun today, but it is out of our norm. Uh, next week's episode should resume back to our chapters, and I think we're in chapter four. I think it's like forty six or something like that. It's after the big bite. The big bite. Yes, Jackson is just. Bitten Grace and then chow down on her, and now we're making them wait. <clears throat> yeah, we are being very mean mm -hmm. and removing that anticipation for you. Yeah, you guys have to. Sorry, it's the delayed gratification. <laughs> yeah. So, um, if you guys were able to get copies of Guide to Catmere Academy, I know a couple people said, "Oh, I can't get it because I don't have a Kindle." You don't have to have a Kindle. You can read it online. You just have to buy it. And it was download pretty, the PDF. Yeah, it was pretty affordable. I, I read it. Um, I could read it on my phone, and I was looking through it. But um, there were a lot of really quirky things about each of the characters. I don't feel like if for any reason you just don't want to read it, there was nothing in there 
that was so essential to the plot that you have to have it in order to get through the story. No, there were little golden nuggets of like foreshadowing or things that you just kind of, it helps you fill in a better picture. Like it, it makes a more well-rounded universe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, then there were things like that we'll probably never play in. Like if you were a kitchen utensil, which kitchen <laughs> utensil would you be? Remy was like, I would be a spatula because I'm practical. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, we haven't done a poll this uh, week. We'll skip it. This is a crazy episode. But um, I think that we should probably answer those questions now. If if you were a kitchen utensil, what would you be? If I were, I've never thought about it that way. I would be an egg beater because I like to beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was going to say I'd be a whisk. Because you like to beat them up. Because I be, no. Because I would say that I am very much someone who likes to stir the pot, but everything kind of like goes through me. I'm a very much a, uh, uh, like nothing really phases me, but at the same time, I like to stir up the pot to make something that was bad good. Okay. Okay. Because like, sometimes people say, oh, you just want to stir the pot. And I'm like, yeah, but stirring the pot makes everything more blended. Okay. Yeah. And I don't think anybody else said a whisk in the guide. Nope. I was reading every single one. I was like, if anybody says a whisk, I'm going to cry. No, I don't. No, we had tin opener. Yeah, that can, was a... can opener, <laughs> uh, a wooden spoon. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no rolling pins. There was no rolling pins? No rolling pins. What was Hudson? I don't remember. I don't either. I... We should have them right in front of us. Yeah. I don't know where my tablet is. Oh, it's over there. I'll get my Kindle. Okay, go get your Kindle, and we'll maybe we should have that out so we can do referencing. Um, So the book starts with a kind of like letter from Finn, and it's almost like a like for parents to read. If your if your teenager was going to be enrolling in Catmere Academy, here here's how we're gonna sell the school. Like here's how we're going to try to convince you to let your child go to Catmere Academy, and it was like. Finn's letter to the paranormal parents of the students. Um, And he was talking about all the different school functions. He said that there are, you know, the, the, like, get-togethers and tea. Now, and you had said, what do Americans consider high tea? But what is high, what what do you consider high tea? So there are two different types, well, three different types. There is cream tea. Okay. Which is a scone with clotted cream and usually like a jam. And you can have like strawberries in the middle as well. Okay. And then clotted cream is like really, really thick whipped cream. Okay. To the point where you could like spoon it and it wouldn't lose any of its form. Okay. It's very but- it's and it goes, butter. And it goes in a tea? Uh, no, in, in a scone. It goes in a scone. So you, you cut the scone in half. And then you put a layer of the clotted cream and a layer of the jam. And then you put the other half of the scone on top and okay. it makes like a sandwich. But there's a massive debate as to whether you put the clotted cream or the jam on first. <laughs> um, so that's a cream tea. And then they're usually served in like Dorset and Devon and Cornwall, which is like the like southern counties in England. But then you have a afternoon tea. Which is... None of this is tea. No. Um, with, with You get tea with everything. You can drink a pot of tea with a cream tea. And okay, a pot so, of tea with afternoon tea. So this isn't a question of what... I thought that this was like a... What would we consider like... I thought that high tea was like, like, a, like a peak of the day going and having like your tea. 
No. No. It's an it's an elevation of what just a simple cream tea was. Okay. So you would have a cream tea and that's like you would go out with your mum and you would have a cream tea. Then you got afternoon tea, which is a bit more fancy, and they usually served on like a multi-tiered shelf <laughs> tray thing. Okay. And you would have again the scones with the cottage cream and the jam sandwiches, but they're pre-made. You don't have to make them yourself. This is the most British thing I've ever had. <laughs> Little teeny tiny crustless sandwiches. Um, and they usually have like really decadent flavors inside. They're never just a cheese sandwich. They're usually like tuna and cucumber and is this what they're stodgy. Is this squidgy. what they're having at the vampire court? They're eating. Well, that's what I was like. This is weird. Like, is this what they're eating? No, because they got they need blood sandwiches with their blood tea. sandwiches. Blood tea. Blood tea. Blood tea. Cutter's <laughs> um, blood tea. And then on top, that you get like the little tiny what they put you for, which are like the little tiny tiny cakes, like miniature versions of cakes. Okay, I've seen. I it's like I've seen pictures and I've seen like movies where. The where it's all like super duper British, yes. like monocle people. Yes. Oh, let me have my little tea cake. Like, it's not, yes, okay. Um, but you can go to a really fancy bar and have an afternoon tea, they'll make it all fancy for you. But you can choose a coffee, you can choose a prosecco if you wanted to, you could have whatever you wanted with it. Whereas, high tea, I feel there's more of like a course. Okay. Thing where you have to have each course brought out like to a tea, you. like like what we would consider like a tea party. Like you have your tea yes. party with all. Okay. Yes. Um, we don't have an equivalent of that here, though. No. There is no equivalent of having like a tea party here, unless it was like brunch. Going out to brunch with the girls, <laughs> gonna get mimosas. Yeah. Bagels and cream cheese. Bagel. I'm gonna get a bagel and cream cheese with smoked salmon. And <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of thing that you have with like high tea. Is okay. That they bring it out in courses and i just couldn't imagine no there's no there's no, no equivalent no. and i can imagine okay so thinking about the factions when when macy describes her faction and they're all kind of dressed up in their fancy little out colorful outfits they would be sitting around having like a tea party mm -hmm. you know because i see i have a lot of friends who do like the full like lolita attire which i know that lolita in other countries is Lolita here can be just a cosplay thing. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. And lots of girls will get together and do like their Lolita parties, where they dress up and they're in their cute little like full Lolita like tea party proper tea party dresses with their little. Some of them even do like the Alice in Wonderland with the little ears, and they'll have their little tea parties, and it's just an excuse to finally wear those dresses that they yep. bought and not yeah. So we do have things like that, but it's that's no different than like. Than like going to a con or something. It's not okay. No, it's... these are the things that like if you really wanted to treat your mother and like pamper her, uh -huh. you would take her to afternoon tea, and she would immediately feel like oh they want to spend time with me, they want to have a conversation with me. It's not okay. going out for a meal, it's going out for an experience together where you get to try foods that you might not necessarily have tried before because it comes out on a platter. We have, dude, we have coffee shops and things. You sit down, but it's like, what do you get at a coffee shop? You get, I mean, you've seen what's at our mm -hmm. coffee shops now. You get like pastries, a pastry, and then you eat it, and then then well, what? Well, um, when you come to Britain, we'll take you. We'll take you for all three. Okay, we'll, take we'll you do for all the courses: tea, afternoon tea, high tea, okay, and then just morning tea. All right, she made me tea. I did. She made me. She made me tea a couple days ago, and. 
It was um it was an experience. It was tea and it was cookies. She said she said biscuits. Those aren't our biscuits. Our biscuits are big fluffy lumps of bread. Yeah. yeah. That you dunk and they just tend to mush. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the next point that I wrote down on my notebook was that we don't have yearbooks. You don't have yearbooks at all? No. Um, we will have a yearbook in the ascent, like, in where we would have pictures mm-hmm. of everybody, but it wouldn't be, like, most likely to succeed or any of those. We wouldn't. I mean, if we did it, it would be a gimmick that we tried to borrow and try and Americanize it and have some fun with it. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so I never had a yearbook. I never had a prom, like, none of this. So reading the, like, what would you be in a yearbook really just, I can't relate at all. And you know what's funny is I did the Wingo Wednesday the week before Guide to Catmere came out, and the question was, like, who would you vote most likely to mm-hmm. go to prison, most likely to... <laughs> And we had no idea that they were going to even put those in the guide to Catmere Academy. I'll, I'll dig out my yearbook for you. I think I've only got one from when I was in like fourth grade, but it's it's back there. I'll, I'll dig it out for you. They to... definitely wouldn't because we, we would have our photos taken. I've noticed this is a, since I've gone around all of your houses and all of your family's houses. Yeah. And you take so many photos. To... Every family has a photo shoot. Everybody has a year photo. Yeah. No, no. We would have our photos taken, but our parents had to buy the photo each year if they wanted to keep yeah, them. Yeah, you have to do that too. They're expensive but they look too. All the same because they're all in uniform, mm-hmm. okay. and they're really, really boring. Um, so some parents would want to buy them so that they could see the progression of their child growing up because they're wearing the same outfit, outfit essentially. Yeah. Um, but it's it's weird we to can see change, so many. We can change poses and backgrounds and mm-hmm. things no, for our pictures. Our, our backgrounds were exactly the same, Aww. and we would do a um. Class photo, a school photo, a year photo, mm-hmm. and an individual photo. But we wouldn't do any of the clubs or anything like oh. that. So if you had like the football team, that wouldn't that wouldn't have a photo. Or if it did, I just wasn't part of it or just completely oblivious to it <laughs> happening because I don't have any of that from my school years. So well, yeah, it was just interesting. Well, I'll, I'll dig out mine and you can take a look. I want the Capmere yearbook. That should be the next guide that we get. Yeah, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy, hey, um, it's us again. Hi. <laughs> we were wondering if we could get a Catmere yearbook, please. Um, did you get voted most likely to do anything? No, 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 and that's mostly high school. Um, and by high school, I was already in a tech school. Um, I was in some of my yearbooks for like extracurriculars, but I I wasn't voted for anything and most of those are funny and it's like the really jockey super popular kids that get them like most likely to go to prison and then it's like the kid that always got in trouble but everybody still liked yeah. if it was the one that always got in trouble but everybody hated and he was always in trouble genuinely probably would go to prison right then nobody's going to vote for him it's going to be the charismatic guy okay. but that the teacher's still buddy buddy with and he's not like failing classes it's it's that type of thing um which I actually haven't seen very many of those either. Did you did you go to any clubs like extracurricular? Yeah, activities. Which one? What did you go to? Yeah, I was in um I was in Pact and we did it was by uh a program called Project Ger- uh, Jericho, and we did things that helped our actual school. So we painted a big mural that mm-hmm. went in the cafeteria. We did a rock garden out front with stepping stones, and we made all the stepping stones. It was all artistic stuff, basically. And I was also in Power the Pen, 
and I got kicked out oh. for not being a good writer. Oh, wow. And now I have a book that's coming out in January. <laughs> Take that, power of the pen. Yeah, I got kicked out because they told me, what what was my prompt? Can you even be kicked out of a school club? P- uh, power of the pen was, um, power of the pen, you had to compete. Oh, okay. So I, I was, was eliminated. I was eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> I, my prompt was like, I think it was, you have to, um, you have to gently ex- tell your parents, break the news to your parents that a certain red fat man doesn't exist. Okay. I don't, I don't want to say that because in case someone's kids are listening. Okay. And you have to write. So a role reversal. Yeah. Like you as the child have to write. Okay. To, and you're writing the story of explaining to your parents and breaking the news. And I'm not good at writing a prompt. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't I don't know. I could probably do it now, but I was not interested. I want to write what I want to write. And, yeah. But um, another thing that we noticed in Guide to Catmere Academy, I mean, I thought that Grace's, like, cherry-flavored obsession was bad, but, like... This accentuated yeah, so we know from Crave that it's Cherry Pop-Tarts and... Cherry Garcia. Cherry Garcia. And Dr. Pepper already kind of has like a cherry-ish taste to it, I think. I think it's supposed to be almost like a... a ch- I mean, there is cherry Dr. Pepper, I guess. <laughs> granola bars. Did she say anything cherry about the granola bars? I don't no? remember. I remember just being the Pop-Tarts and the Cherry Garcia being the, the yeah. outliers. But her profile in the Catmere Guide was cherry, 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 cherry. She said that she had a lip gloss collection when she was like 14, which I did too. I found that I had a... Did you? Me and my friend Erica had a pool of lip gloss and we would trade them in school, which is kind of gross because we were using them. (laughs) But we would trade our lip glosses pre-COVID days, guys. Um, And yeah, I I had a huge lip gloss collection because we weren't allowed to wear makeup when we were that young. But our parents didn't care if we did flavored lip glosses. Mm -hmm. And we never left them on. We just put them on and then we (laughs) licked them all off. But yeah. And you don't even wear them now. No. No. You're not a lip gloss person now. No, my lips are all dry and chapped. Can you see? (laughs) Um, So cherry things. And here in a little bit... uh, here I said I said I almost said Erica because I was talking about Erica. The sacrilege! Oh, oh no, Amber been replaced. Amber. Amber. Technically, she's been replaced because yeah. she was my best friend then. Poor Erica. Poor Erica. I'm still friends. How was with she? Her. I'm. She's. I I talked to her during our kids' birthday parties. <laughs> um, she'll never hear this podcast. We'll just put it that way. So uh, Amber hasn't tried actual cherry pop tarts yet. We've they've been eating a lot of pop tarts since they've been here. Oh no, I've only had one. Oh, it's your, just your husband. Who's it's in. just my husband who's yeah. been eating all of the Pop-Tarts. But they don't have cherry Pop-Tarts in the UK, so we're going to have her try some cherry Pop-Tarts at torts at the end. Yeah, I don't want to chew into the microphone and then still be talking. And then have, like, just Pop-Tarts cherry in your teeth. teeth. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um. So during Hudson's profile, which, you know, I could have just... Who cares about the rest of the guy? We were just kept on like pressing the button. So like next page, next Hudson, page. Hudson, so give me Hudson, Hudson, Hudson. Hudson. Yeah. He mentions that he has a lot of secrets. Yeah. Because it says like, what's something you wouldn't want anyone to know about? And he's like, oh, all those secrets that Grace doesn't know about. Yeah. And but lists the secrets, but doesn't list what the secrets are. He doesn't elaborate at no. all. No. So it's now. Like there's certain things that I would never talk to my parents about. My sex life, my financial life, yeah. my marital life. 
pull pull up his profile. It was towards the beginning of the of the guide, and see if you can find it because I would like to know um, what those things were. Now, another thing while she's looking for that that I that I noticed in the guide to Katmir, all of the dragons seem to be tied to Egypt. And I thought that that was interesting because I believe, and I might be wrong, but I believe that when we're talking about the dragon court bonus chapters, Nuri is, I feel like they were in Egypt. And I might be wrong, but I feel like they were in, in Egypt when she met Aiden and he kind of took her away in the dragon court bonus chapters. And everybody, like, even Flint mentions something about, like, how cool it would be to go there. And, um, who, uh, Eden, Eden mentions something about Egypt. So I'm wondering if there, is there some affiliation with dragons and, and Egypt in the Crave universe that haven't, that hasn't like fully been outlined yet? Because dragon courts in New York city, but they are, they do hoard treasure and when I think of ancient Egypt, I definitely think about like treasure and like, you not know, dragons like, though. No, not dragons. That's like a I think of cats. Yeah, cats. And sphinxes. Yeah. So I wonder if we'll get anything. That would be really cool if she could elaborate maybe later in uh in court. Did you find it? Yes. What uh, did you want me to look for? Uh Hudson's Hudson's secrets. He said something secrets. about the secrets that he doesn't one secret you never want anyone to know. I have too many secrets to narrow it down to just one. How I got my powers. Why I can't tell Grace about our time frozen together. What really happened to me when Jackson tried to kill me. Oh, and why I will never, ever, ever watch snakes on a plane again. Grace knows what she did. What? <laughs> what did she do? I don't know. But in his yearbook, he would be the most likely to destroy the school. Hmm. Jackson's the one who's shaking the the school all the time. Yeah, he's like, the earthquake guy. I mean, Hudson brought down the 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 like Coliseum, no, the stadium. But I don't think that. I mean, even in he's also hidden that power. Yeah, and when you read, so we do get a bonus um, novella in the Guide to Catmere at the end from Hudson's perspective. And it's when he first goes back to school at Katmere, um, mm -hmm. after he and Grace are, after he's separated from Grace's mind. Um, and he talks to Finn, and Finn is very intimidated by him. But It's a lot of sexual tension. <laughs> yeah, Finn's like, ta like talking about, like, I can sense the power in him. Well, our eyes locked. <laughs> our eyes locked. And I was like, ooh, Uncle Finn. Um, but he doesn't say anything, like, about being afraid that, like, Hudson's going to tear down the Coliseum or the Coliseum, the school. I think he was more afraid that um, he was going to hurt Grace. Yeah. More so than Jackson. Yeah. Cause he's, I mean, I get that. I get that. And I mean, he does tell, he does tell Hudson to kind of like steer clear. Yeah. Back off. Yeah. Back off of her. Um, when we were reading, it was it Jackson who said that he would want to take Grace to London. No, it or was, was it Hudson. Hud it was Hudson. He said what, um, Hammersmith, we wrote... Dream date. Dream night on the town. <clears throat> I would love to take Grace to London out to a fancy restaurant and a show. Afterwards, I would take her for a walk along the Thames in the Hammersmith Bridge area. So, Amber has... She's from the UK, so she knows these areas. Uh, probably, I, I don't even think that Tracy's been that way. I, I think she mentioned 
maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that she said that she's been that way. Um, and and Grace also talks about Stonehenge, which is pretty funny as well. <laughs> but uh, what is in that area for everybody who isn't familiar? So Hammersmith is a bridge. There, there's a Hammersmith, which is the arena which you can have like lots of comedians and shows and theater kind of events going on mm -hmm. and there's a bridge outside which is the hammersmith bridge and it's a little less populated and a little less touristy than the rest of the places in london because it is a local version of what the o2 arena is so we have wembley and we have the millennium dome which now is like the O2 Arena. And those are the places where you would go and you would go and see like Miley Cyrus okay. or like Lady Gaga and things like that. The Hammersmith Apollo would be somewhere where you would go and watch a British local comedian that you would only really know if you were into the genre. Okay. Got it. Got um, it. And um, I don't really know much about it because whenever I've gone, I've literally just gone for the show. Mm -hmm. um, but it is, uh, it is a little bit more difficult to get to because the tourists aren't needing to get there. But Hudson's from there, so that would be like the underground thing that he mm -hmm. would know about rather than taking her to the big thing that everybody knows about. He yep. would take her to the little, like, more... It's like Guy from Free Guy taking her for, oh, like... Oh, got like, it. Taking for her for the ice cream outside of where yeah. the main action happens. Um, it's like whenever anybody goes to, Lon to London, they go to Soho, they go to... Um, uh, what's it called the big street with all of the shops on. They go to Harrods. They go to uh, Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament. They go to the Museum of Natural History. They go to London Eye. They go to the like the boardwalk, the big long mm -hmm. walk along the Thames. But there are certain parts of London that are just as nice, but they're not for tourists. They're but not Hudson. No, Hudson's taking her to the lesser known parts. To show her a good time at a theatre or maybe a comedian. And he said a pub crawl as well. Do you which, have pub crawls? Yeah, we do. But the drinking age here is 21 and they are teenagers. But in the UK, the drinking... We're toddlers, so we can actually crawl. Yeah, you can actually... <laughs> now, the, what's the drinking age there? Um, it is um, 18 for most places. Okay. I think... You know when you've been drinking for so long, like it's been legal for so long, I don't even remember. But yeah. now I'm maybe like, maybe it's 16. I don't know. But they're young. <laughs> so we're assuming now that they they can drink because he wouldn't be taking her to a pub crawl. So that's like, that's some, you know, kind of Easter eggy things that like Tracy put time into thinking about. Like mm -hmm. otherwise he would have taken her anywhere. Yeah. But a pub crawl, they would actually be old enough to drink in. And pubs are really close to each other. So you could go down the street and you could go to about five or six. No, we have areas same. like that, but. Well, yours are bars. No, we have pub crawls. Pubs? Yeah. Actual pubs? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But your pubs are not pubs. Well, maybe we'll have to pub crawl before you guys leave. Uh, <laughs> pub crawling. I'm not, I don't like getting drunk. That's, it's not a good time. It's to what you would to... do for a, like a bachelor party. Yeah. Like a stag do. You would go for a, a pub crawl. We did a divorce pub crawl for our friends <laughs> divorce celebration um so another thing that we learned and i'm so disappointed that these have not been mentioned in the crave series they have pets um yep. Raphael, i think it's Raphael, has an axolotl which i really i mean i want that's a cool pet that's a cool pet 
Um, and Eden has a cat. She has a version of like Crookshanks, like what, a really wait, old scraggly ginger cat. Was it Eden or was it? It was definitely one of the girls. I, I thought it was Eden. Has a scraggly orange cat named Toad. And we get bonus text conversations where everyone's like, yeah, Toad. Gwen? Was it Gwen? I'm not sure. I think it was Eden. I think it, I think it was Eden. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Eden who has the cat named Toad. But <laughs> why why didn't we get I want Toad. Toad needs to be featured in more things. Yeah. We we want more Toad um in the last book. Please give us some more Toad. I want to hear about how Toad runs the halls of Catmere Academy and everybody's <laughs> just like, "Oh my god, there goes Toad." I I never don't want more pets included in stories. No, of course. <laughs> and knowing and knowing that characters enjoy pets. Mm-hmm. Raphael was it Raphael who was like the little animal whisper in the in the yeah guy? he keeps on bringing home like orphan baby birds. <laughs> I, that's what I want. What that's what we need more of. Let's. It's the yeah. character development that yeah. we all need. And speaking of character development. There were a lot of text conversations in the guide where it was just like the group chat and it was fun to read. But my favorite moment that we got from just random group chat was Jackson was trying to text the like slanty face emoji, like the colon. The and then, awkward, like. Yeah, the the colon and the slash where it just kind of has like the, the slashy face. But he kept doing it wrong <laughs> and she and it was actually in the guide, like the where you type an emoji and then you mess it up. Yeah. And he kept messing it up and then they called him out. On like, nice try. Nice try, Jackson. That made me laugh. <laughs> um, There was a tidbit about there being a dragon guard. I think... Uh, and a vampire guard. Yeah. A vampire guard was mentioned as well, but the dragon guard sounds cool. Eden wanted to join the dragon guard. I want to join the dragon guard. Will we get any of that in court? <laughs> See, this isn't even an episode of theories. It's just us asking questions. Yep. I, I hope that court. I mean, I think she said it's like a thousand pages. Oh, wow. Okay, Th then. Thick boy. <laughs> I'm going to have to leave space on my shelf, my new shelves with my new signed edition of Crave. Ooh, I'm going to I'm gonna make a whole Crave shelf. The Crave shelf. We need, we need to get that red geode that... Um, Shout out to, I think it was Phoenix who had the... Yeah, uh, we're jealous. Phoenix, we love you. We uh, <laughs> Yeah, we need a red um, geode for our shelves. So I will begin my search. I know You've that got an hourglass. I do. I do have a red hourglass. That goes on my um, second life of Brie Tanner. I'm section. hoping for a crab one at some point. Got me, give me my crab one. Oh, your wear crab? My wear crab. Your wear crab. I've got a crab. I <laughs> 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 just want to use it. What was the... um? Out of all the character photos, because we, we got pictures of all of them, and mm -hmm. the only one that I was really, I was unhappy with uh, Meki Mackay, um, because his dreads just kind of looked like... Taped on. Taped on. It's like head. a bag of sour worms. Yeah. Just stuck Maybe, to his head. It might have just been how my picture was like... Pixelated in yeah. your picture. Yeah. The uh, the uh, the design there wasn't wasn't the uh, exactly how I pictured Um in terms of how they actually like because I, I assume that they didn't just have a model to use and a lot of them they look like they look like digital art but they also look like they used photos like because mm -hmm. 
kind of like did it over top of the photos. And I th think that they used a, one guy's face and then probably had to use like the hair of a different model and then merge the photos. Not very well. Yeah. Wasn't Grace, Grace's hair was perfect. That is, that is exactly what I imagined her hair to look like. But you said you pictured her to be bigger. Yeah. she's supposed to be curvy. She's supposed to be curvy and I'm curvy and looking at her made me feel fat. <laughs> she was very supermodel-y in her in yeah. her little picture. Yeah, yeah. so I'm I'm hoping that when they go to cast her in the movies that they don't chicken out and just get like a skinny a super duper skinny girl. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but Grace is described as being curvy. Tracy is a bigger girl as well. So we were kind of like rooting for the um Yeah, and there's something really quite toxic about somebody being very self-conscious of wearing a dress that they feel like they're going to spell out of when their body is not one yeah that and, they're going to spell out with and that happens to grace multiple times mm -hmm. it happens before the cocktail or the uh, cocktail party the uh, welcome party it happens at dragon court mm -hmm. and she um, also talks about how she's too heavy for either of the men to carry yeah and and when flint is carrying her how up uh, how like self-conscious she is that he's carrying her mm -hmm. and i think yeah. that she needs to be a, a, of the bigger side to prove just how strong they are mm-hmm yeah. Because that was the whole point is that they're supposed to be yeah, super strong. And then she being a and you know, and she struggles a lot to learn to fly too. Mm -hmm. So that could also add to that as well. There's well, she's a lot made of, of stone. She right. needs to be she needs to be a brick house. <laughs> <laughs> brick house grace. Was so in terms of all the characters that we got images of because I know that you had said that um that Calder that you, was disappointing. Yeah, Calder did not look at all like I had hoped. She just looked very, very human. Yeah. And I was kind of expecting her to be the most supernatural looking of the lot. Because, I mean, Flint walks into the prison cell and immediately knows what race she is. Oh, I don't remember that part. Yeah, he's like, are you a manticore? Oh, okay. Um, So she, it must have been obvious. Um. And I, yeah, I was kind of hoping for more, you know, like lioness-esque mm -hmm. features of her. But no, she looked very human. And now I'm just a bit confused as to what a manticore is and whether I got it very wrong in my head. Because I was imagining her to be... It's a, like a lion. Very. It's like a lion that has like bat-like wings and... But she doesn't have any of that. Unless it's like the dragon thing where she has a altar... I think so. I th that's how I perceived it. Oh. Was that she tra that she can transform. But then she wasn't but, able to. But she to doesn't because she hasn't got magic in the. In the prison. In the prison. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I got it wrong then. You were wrong. But then how do you, how do you guess? You can't just look at someone and go, well, clearly you're a manticore. Yeah. That, well, I, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> the supernaturals have a way about them where they're able to identify things like so that. You smell like a lion. It's all the gingers. They're like all the gingers are the manticores. Um, and we got confirmation, guys. We can all close the book. Um, we, we now know, thanks to Tracy and Guide to Catmere Academy, that the dragons have eggs. <laughs> we now know. It has been confirmed that dragon, dragon children come from eggs. We were on the floor just reading, and then we both just looked up at us, each other in, like, egg eggs. <gasps> They have eggs. They have an egg class. <laughs> is that like new parenting class? I think it is. I think it's like health and safety of children. Did you get one of the baby dolls to carry? No, we didn't. We weren't allowed them unless we were doing a specific course. What about a chicken egg? Did you, you have to carry a chicken egg? <laughs> no. 
our our school did bags of flour because if you dropped your baby, oh, it, a, poof. it was a mess. Oh wow! <laughs> there was baby all over That's the hallway. Traumatic. <laughs> and you got to draw a face on it in Sharpie, so you had your flour baby. An egg would also be just as traumatic. No, because an egg is small and easy to clean up. If you drop a bag of flour on the floor, everybody knows that you killed your baby. <laughs> you can't kick your baby under the couch. Yeah. Um, and also, there's always it, then you can never buy just a single egg. You buy buy a six, a carton of six or more. So therefore, you've always got a replacement ready. But a yeah. bag of flour, you're not just going to find one of them in a hurry. Just like, oh yeah, it's my no. It was the original. It was the original. I promise. No, the teacher signs it. Oh, she signs yeah, it. Yeah. Oh can't wow. Fa- you can't fake it. It's the original flour. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> so this one, this one, you actually looked at me in just utter shock i died i i could not stop laughing it was so tracy was talking about her inspiration for a lot of the location names and things like that she was speaking about how hogwarts is warthog backwards and that is how she came up with cat mere because it is meerkat backwards (laughs) (laughs) and meerkats aren't even like a they're not an alaska animal no not at all um, but yeah, it, it made us giggle for a very long time because we were like, we'd never even noticed. I didn't know that Hogwarts was Warthog backwards. I did. Catmere, it just sounds so cool. I remember being like, <laughs> oh, this is so creative. Catmere <laughs> makes so much sense. Meerkat. It's Meerkat. Um, so I put a little note next to it and this, uh, it says very long. And, um, if anybody is French speaking, listen, or, or is learning to speak French, there is a dialect or a slang type, kind of like a Cockney rhyming slang in Britain, which is called Verlon, and it is l'envers backwards. So it's, it's the the reverse backwards. And it is a way of speaking about something that somebody could easily decipher without other people understanding what you're talking about. Pig Latin? Yes, but I French. Can't, I can't do Pig Latin. No, no. <laughs> Ixnay on the egg spray. Or it, well, I can do. I yeah, the the obvious ones that everyone does. But I knew friends like who could just like make it up. Yeah, yeah. This on is the what, fly. This is what Verlong is like. Okay. And then, so there is, um, for example, um, muff, which is femme, which is woman backwards. Okay. So you can talk about a muff, and nobody knows what you're on about. Um, but the problem is, it will just keep evolving mm-hmm. as time goes on and there was a rapper called Stromae and um, he does French rap and he got into British radio very easily with um, Allons en Danse and it was a really it was a really famous song for a very long time but he's his name Stromae is Maestro okay. backwards but it just reminded me I was like oh Catmere, Mere Cat Warthog, Hogwarts so it's the same pattern if Tracy would like to come up with a name for her language that she's coming up with is is called Verlon. She could do a whole she could do a whole Catmere language. Mm-hmm. Like how Lord of the Rings has its own like full language that goes with it. <laughs> yeah. Um so we got a really good like the best interview from Tracy that we've read. I think that this was the best because we learned about the Meerkat Catmere. Um It was also written. As well, sometimes having it written down meant that you could go back over it if it was a spoken one. Yeah. It's over. Yeah, we've listened to um, some of her interviews, but I I preferred reading it. And one of the things that she talked about was how 
you know, a lot of, well, I think the question was about her changing the love interest mm-hmm. halfway, you know, not, not even halfway, but right after Crave having Hudson introduced. And she said, you know, with a lot of YA, it's like the first love. And the passion, and I'm never going to leave you, and I'll love you forever, and I promise I'll be with you for the rest of my life. And, you know, the thing is, guys, that's really sweet, but it seldom happens. It's not reality. No, you you seldom stay with your first love. And she kind of wanted to break that, that pattern, and show people what it was like to be go, able to... Go through the breakup first. Yeah, and to care, you can still care about somebody and not be... In a relationship. Exactly. And I know I have a lot of people who are who ask us in private messages, oh, do you think that Grace and Hudson are going to stay together or do you think she's going to go back to Jackson? After reading that interview, I think that we're safe with mm-hmm. Hudson. I don't think that we're going to lose him as the love interest simply because I think Tracy's trying to make a healthy point to our young audience. Yeah. And it would almost be like retracting on that if Grace were to go back to Jackson. That, that wouldn't accomplish the same message. Mm-hmm. It didn't show uh, an unhealthy breakup. Like in Twilight, the unhealthy breakup with Bella is that she he literally gaslit her into removing himself from her life entirely. Yeah. So she believed that it had happened. She knew it had happened. But she had to just continue her life and with a complete clean break. And she just sits in her room. And I think that that, that scene makes me cringe. But I also know that it was a very, very good way of recording that scene with yeah. the book and the spinning and the seasons moving and she does nothing she just lets herself waste away grace doesn't do that no she does cry she does feel things she does go through those periods of hurt she talks to her friends she talks to macy she talks to hudson mm-hmm. and hudson doesn't immediately jump on her the moment that he finds out that she's broken up with his brother but she does grieve the relationship in a way, but she also knows that it is very over. It's not like a, okay, how do I get him back? Yeah. And it's also, how do I move on from Hudson, uh, from Jackson onto Hudson? It, it's not that at all. She's more, I want to be secure in myself and I want to learn things on my own. She's not immediately ready to jump into another relationship, despite Hudson being there ready and waiting and knowing that he was her mate. She still took it at her own pace. And, you know, I also like that when we do get that perspective from Hudson, it's not that he doesn't want to. Mm -hmm. Like, he is very frustrated. And I think that we all feel that way. Like, oh, my God, I wish that she would just stop looking at him. I wish that she would just pay attention to me. I wish, I wish, I wish. But he doesn't act on it. Mm -hmm. He doesn't force her. He doesn't say those things out loud to her. We all have those thoughts. Like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm going to be ripped inside out watching this person with this other person but i think that the difference between a mature person and someone who is immature is the mature person will be able to say you know what it's their choice and and i will accept them doing what they want to do to be happy versus someone who tries to sabotage the other relationship or make the person feel guilty which is why i was so mad at jackson when during grace's birthday party he gave her the sketch back yeah, that's and, petty. Like ruined her birthday, and she couldn't even do anything about it because you know everybody's like, "Oh, that's a nice drawing. You should keep it." Because mm-hmm. no one knew the significance other than Grace and Jackson. So it was a very like 
it, childish thing to do. Yeah, he. It was a very he, backhanded he, thing. He didn't take her emotions into account. It was a very selfish act to do that to that to her. Yeah, because um, she'll never appreciate it for what it like for it being the sketch. It was a sketch that he said that he got because it reminded him of her. Therefore, it's just an item that she now has to keep because it's valuable, but it doesn't mean anything to her. Yeah, she doesn't want it. No, no. But yeah, I really, I really like the way that Tracy said that um, normally YA doesn't prepare the person who is reading to not jive with their first love and what comes after the... Um, the, com- the 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 ending of their relationship yeah. it doesn't prepare them for the breakup and it also doesn't prepare them for re- realizing and discovering that there is a newer bigger better more all-consuming love out there and you know we do get books like that like uh court of thorns and roses you know we all fell in love with uh with tam before before he went kind of asshole on <laughs> on Feyre, but he turned into a bad guy and it was easy to yep. say oh she's picking the better person jackson never really turns into a bad guy he's a bit emo for a bit right but he's never like doing anything to like hurt grace or he's not trying to be mean to her like we still and, and that's more realistic like yeah. if the person just switches and they turn into an evil person then yeah leave him go for the better guy that still isn't as realistic as what we will experience in, in most breakups in high school. It's not that the person is evil. It's not that they've turned into a villain. It's just that they don't want to be with you. They anymore. don't work anymore in, in a romantic capacity. Right. I also think that a lot of teenagers go through that phase of, I want, I want to break up with this person. It's not working out, but I want to remain friends. How do I not ruin it? Yeah. You don't have to force a friendship. It will either work or it won't. I don't talk to any of my exes. Do you talk to any of your exes? Um, no. No, no I don't. And it's not because we didn't try to keep them mm-hmm. in our lives. It's also not because they didn't try to keep themselves in our lives. Lives move on and sometimes there isn't room for that person. But there was definitely a reason why you did go out with them for that period of time. You don't have to work at being friends with somebody who you're supposed to remain friends with because it should just feel like they're in your lives because they want to see you happy. And that was a case with Tamlin where she didn't want him anywhere near her. It wasn't a, we should stay friends. No. Um, But it was with Jackson is that she still wanted him in her life. But not only that, she was the, he was the brother Mm -hmm. of the person that she's in love with. Um, and um, I think that I'm kind of glad that she didn't like lose. I'm guessing she lost her virginity to Hudson because she didn't say anything about being with anybody else. You know what? I'm not sure. I'm just she glad d- that she didn't do anything sexual with Jackson because that, that would have been really awkward. <laughs> Unless you want to count the bites, because they did seem kind of orgasmic in yeah. in description. Yeah, but it left something for Hudson. Yeah, she gave. She had an experience to give to him, and then not have still have those memories of Jackson, because at that point you will always, no matter how hard you try to separate sex and friendship. Yeah, it's very difficult, 
and um now she's at that age yeah, especially now she's with hudson she's not looking at jackson going oh well he did this better or right oh i remember him doing this or i've seen him naked and it, she doesn't have any of that because that didn't happen there really aren't any things any point in the book where she like looks fondly back at her relationship with Jackson, other nope. than the scene where she's trying to calm him down and she's like, remember, we built the snowman together and that kind of calms him down. But there's... took me out to see the, the northern lights, but it wasn't a fondness for her. It was a she was trying to remind him of happier times mm-hmm. because he was currently in turmoil, not because she wanted to go back. Right, right. I didn't I didn't care for that scene. I didn't care for how she handled it. I will say that. Um especially reading it from Hudson's perspective and him standing there and him being like, "Oh, of course. Of course this is what it's boiled down to. She's she's going back to him." Like she She was rubbing it in his face a bit. Yeah. And but she did immediately in the bonus chapter that we got, she did immediately go back down to Hudson's room. Mhm. And and they like curled into bed together. Yeah. So and Hudson was like, I don't even want her in my bed because then it'll be one more. It's like my one sacred place that she hasn't been. And if we end up in my bed, then it will always just be the bed that I shared with her. Mm-hmm. But then he, they do end up going to bed together. So yeah. and who knows what happens because they didn't go. She didn't go into details, but it was very fade to blank. Yeah, I think that I think that it did say something about about her taking her clothes off. So it could have. Who knows what could have been but either way she's definitely more physical with hudson and right after that that conflict with jackson she got into bed with hudson so i think that that was like her saying like no it's you know i would i would have said anything to keep him from destroying the school Uh like um so we had some quizzes that were in the do you think you can find those and maybe while you're doing that um I really enjoyed reading Xavier's description for his little bio, but we got a description of his scent. Yes. He smells like sandalwood, and that's funny because Amber was just talking about how sandalwood was... My favorite scent. Her favorite scent. Yeah, we went on an adventure looking for sandalwood candles, and we found one. Um, Okay, so there are some quizzes that we made an effort not to even look at until we did this podcast, so we need a pen. Oh, I got one. So let's find out which Crave character we are. And you guys, maybe you can follow along and we'll let you know. And okay. So this is the only thing that we'll be spoiling from the book. Because we, <laughs> did, we didn't want to do yeah. this podcast and make it so that like no one went and bought the book. But we'll... So, Stella, what is your favorite snack? A, fish food ice cream. B, marshmallows. C, waffles. D, Pop-Tarts. Or E, granola bars. Well, for those who don't have fish food ice cream, it's uh, Ben and Jerry's, and it's got like marshmallows, marshmallows, and chunks of fish. Yeah, and chunk chunks of chocolate um, shaped like fish. So, a fish food ice cream, b marshmallows, c waffles, d pop pop tarts, and e granola bars. Um, I am going to say. A out of those things, I will say A. Same. A? Yeah. All right. What's our second one? What course sounds most appealing to take? A, spellcasting. B, the art of flight. C, politics of paranormal world. D, art class. E, history of the paranormal world. Hmm... Which one would you pick? You you go first. I would choose art. <laughs> really? 
Of all the, of all the, well, you could take art anywhere, though. Well, is art or spellcasting, but then I have no idea if I would be good at it. (laughs) I'm going to say spellcasting. Yeah, I'm already sensing a theme with the the letters. B is definitely flint. And I think D is grace. Yeah. I would like to put a pin in that just in case we discover the answers. Which one did you want? Did you... Um, spell casting. You want, oh, spell casting? Yeah. All right. Number three. three. What would you do at a party? A, you planned it, so just enjoy your hard work. B, talk to everyone. C, hold court in the middle of everyone. D, find the snacks and hide. That's me. And E, be the life of the party. All right. So you, you would be D, find the snacks and hide. Yeah. I'm A. I planned a. I planned that sucker. I am a party planner. <laughs> You've never been to a Starla party, but no. Starla is a party planner, so I'm going to enjoy my hard work. I usually am not enjoying my hard work, which you'll find tomorrow when we do our Thanksgiving. Yes. I will be on my feet, cooking, moving. Oh, do you have everything? Do you have everything you need? Do you need a drink? Do you want to try some snacks? Here, try this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Number four. What paranormal would you most want to be? A. Witch, B, dragon, C, vampire, D, gargoyle, or E, I'd hate to have powers. I'd hate to have powers. That's, that's boring. (laughs) I'm A. A, really? Yeah, I want to be a witch. Um, I'm going to say B just because it would be so fun to to fly. Not just to fly, well, yeah, to fly, but to... Breathe fire and... No, I I would wait until I'm in front of, like, someone that I really have never liked, and then I'll just, boom, turn into... (laughs) Roar, bitch. Roar. Roar. Oh, that was a cringy movement, that was. (laughs) Good thing they couldn't see it. Yeah. Five. What adjective would your friends use to describe you? A, loyal. B, funny. C, Quiet, D, resilient, or E, witty. Oh, should we do each other's? Yes. Uh, witty for you. You yeah. think you think of way like way wittier things. Yeah. Your whole job is being funny. Being funny and witty. Yeah. But yeah, funny is funny. The thing is witty is also funny. Yeah. Witty is both of those things. So it's clever funny. Yeah, it's clever funny. So I'm gonna say E for yeah. you for you. You're resilient. Am I resilient? Yeah, you will throw you throw anything at you and you just go, Neh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can I can ad- I am adaptive. Yeah. This next this next music this one. Which musician is your favorite? Oh, I'm not gonna like any of them. All right. A Harry Styles. B Hosier. <laughs> C Savage Garden. Definitely not. D One Direction. No. E Lewis Capaldi. Uh I <laughs> I technically have more Harry Styles on my playlist, but only because of Crave. Louis Capaldi, I didn't even know who it was until Crave, but I think I like him the most. I think that... Agreed. Okay. He has some really, really good songs, and if anybody hasn't listened to any of his other songs, they're really good. Yeah, I turned on just like a random one of his albums, and it was it was nice. Yeah. He was like... He was like, it reminds me almost of Daughtry. Did you guys have Daughtry? No. No, Daughtry, he went, or he actually came in second for American Idol when I was Oh, okay. But he had like a southern rock sound. (laughs) I think we're going to have the same answer for this one. All right. What would be your favorite snowy day activity? 
Join in on the snowball fight. Have a snowball fight. Build a snowman. Stay inside and read. Or help your friends strategize to win the snowball fight. Stay inside. <laughs> <laughs> which number? Which, which D. Are, that was D? Yeah. yeah. I don't like being cold. I'm... You know, remember when Bella's like, I don't like any cold, wet thing. <laughs> yeah, that's me. No cold, wet thing. What would you use to help win in a fight? A wand, anything with fire, your strength, your calming abilities, or your wit? Mine is my wit. A wand, B, anything with fire, C, your strength, D, your calming abilities, E, your wit. Uh, a wand, because I could do any of the other things with a wand if I knew the right... Um... <laughs> you, like, I'm going to be really funny with a wand. Yeah. Uh, no. no, like, if I if I am in, stuck in an argument with someone, I will be the first to crack a joke to try and release the tension. Um, okay. Anything with fire, I'm not a very destructive person at all, so I think that I would not do anything with fire. I would be, like, oh, concerned I'd hurt someone. Definitely not my strength. Um, my calming abilities is my wit. Okay. Like, that makes sense. All right. So that was E. Which would I want to help win a fight? It would obviously be the wand, but I use my wit. Got it. Which of these paranormal abilities would you want during Ludares? Your ability to create portals and use spells, flight, the ability to fade, ability to withstand heat, or ability to disintegrate things? Disintegration wouldn't help you in a fight no. in Luderos. No. There's nothing that that would help. Unless you were, like, exploding mm-hmm. people and students, which probably would, wouldn't would end the game. So we'll just... E, I think, is off the table. Withstand heat. The ball gets hot, but it also vibrates. So that would only help with one of the things. I think that the vibration is what would ultimately make you drop the ball. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to eliminate that one. Flight, you can get hit out of the air. Grace does. Fading, though, you just... Run, 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 You zip, zip, zip. I think that fading... Because the portals even disorient you because you don't know where what's going to go. Yep. I'm going to say... I'm going to say C, the ability to fade. I'm going to go A, the ability to create portals and use spells. So I think that's quite versatile. Yeah. an option to use you can use it as defense you can use it as offense you can use it to dis- like disorientate your enemies okay because it doesn't yeah because you don't know what you could create false are. portals that they think are gonna go somewhere and they don't. right okay uh, what is your favorite color a anything rainbow and bright green anything dark hot pink or armani black anything dark and armani black i don't yeah. armani black is just black so really the the options are rainbow green dark pink black mm-hmm. uh, well it's not <laughs> rainbow it's not anything rainbow what rainbow things have you noticed in my house nothing yeah it's very dark it's um, dingy help me save me save her um and it's not hot pink I would go anything dark because that's like just like a nice see, yeah. vibe of... I'm going to say anything dark. Yeah, so yeah. C. Okay. I'm going to say green. Green? 
Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought so, you were anything dark. No, a green. green? I, like, it's a very calming color to me, but it can be a different green to what everybody else imagines the green to be. It could be like a sage. Mm -hmm. It could be a dark green. Anything dark, and then it could be a dark green. Yep. I would say pink, but hot pink is not my favorite. Pink is like a like a dusky pink, like a yeah. really calm pink. Calm pink, but okay. not hot pink. Hot pink. <laughs> no. Where would you want your paranormal court to be? Somewhere with a lot of history, somewhere busy and fun, somewhere dreary and cold, somewhere warm and sunny, somewhere that's different than it seems. What? Different than it seems. Okay, so like the Dragon Court, you didn't realize that, that they were able to dance mm -hmm. right in plain sight over the skyline, but people looking up couldn't see it. Mine would be in Stonehenge. No, it wouldn't. Like, I would want somewhere that people were just guessing what it is for years. And, and they were like, just they're, wrong. They're just so, so wrong. And it's literally like, you walk through this door and... Oh, you guys you know, didn't like, notice the door on, yeah. the, on the stone on the side? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's 20 minutes from my house. Come on, guys. I don't need to go anywhere. I don't need to commute. Yeah, and that's like the same with like King's Cross. Like something that's like, mm -hmm. right, it's been there. Everybody's yep. passed it, but nobody's noticed. So I think that I'm going to go E. E? Okay. Um, I'm going to say busy and fun. Busy and fun? Busy and fun. Yeah. I think that that would be my choice. Number 12. Which activity would you use to wind down? Watching TV and eat ice cream? Flying? Secluding yourself from others? Paint? Or throw some axes? Well, we know who E is. <laughs> um, I we know who D is as well. <laughs> seclude myself from others. I would like to do that while flying. I'm I must I go into my dark corner when I'm when I want to be like yeah relaxed I like to be by myself kind of concerned that number C might number C letter C might be the blood letter <laughs> seclude myself from others Who somewhere is, dreary and cold anything dark I feel like it's Jackson <laughs> um I'd paint I'm I'm a paint I'm I'm an artist the, anyway aren't I so all right you'd paint. Um, I'm going to say, see, I'm going to, man, mine is all over the place. I, I don't see a consistent theme with my answers. What is your favorite drink of choice? Coffee. Coffee. <laughs> that, that's not the even. E. A... Blood. <laughs> no, definitely not. All right. Mine hmm? is coffee, which, all right, go ahead and read the answer so they know what they are. So if you've selected mostly A's. Oh, you... no, on the here. The, oh, here. The Wait. options. A, coffee. B, water. C, hot chocolate, D, Dr. Pepper, or E, blood. I, I know that the last one is Hudson, too. And I'm like, is that yeah. really Hudson's favorite? His favorite drink. All right, which, which one are you? Are you coffee? I'm definitely coffee. Okay. All right, well, let's tally us up first. Okay, so. One, two, three, four. Four, five A's. D, three D's. Three D's, so it's not D. And, and then four, A, four E's. Four E's. I guess. So you're A, mostly. No, this is you. Oh. So you are A, mostly. All right. And then mine is three A's, four A's, five A's. I think ours are going to be the same. Three C's. Two D's. 
two Bs. Yeah, we're both, we're the same. All right, who's A? So we selected mostly A's. We are Macy, creative, loyal, and fun. Oh. You look nothing like Macy. I look nothing like Macy. I'll dye my hair pink. You love a night with Cherry Garcia, and you can't miss your morning coffee. Well, we know you can't miss your no. morning coffee. Macy is strong, resilient, and always there to be a shoulder to lean on. Just like you! Oh, it's it's both of us. We lean on each other. So B is Flint. Okay. We got that from the marshmallows yeah. and the flying. Um, C's is Jackson. Okay, correct. Dark. Yeah. D is Grace. Yep. That was easy, artistic. And E is Hudson. Of course. Our broody, broody Hudson. Misunderstood, witty, and bold. Aww. Um. Well, that was fun. And then there's a Crave Court that you belong to. Yeah, we'll skip as that a, As a quiz as well. We'll and then it was, And then it's followed by um, the bonus chapters, which I was... I was really, I really liked them. Yeah, we got we got quite a few bonus chapters. It was a full novella mm-hmm. of uh, you know. Now the one From thing, several perspectives as well. Yeah, and the one thing I will say is that it doesn't feel completely canon. I think that Amber and I both read it. and We're like, if so, basically in it, Jackson and Hudson have an epic showdown. Which reading it, yes, they should. Yes, I I loved the epic showdown. I love it. I love the the tension among the of those two. You know. But if it was canon, because that fight was way, way more epic than the fight in the tower where Jackson and Hudson, like, fight and covet. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jackson does his, you know, I'm all fucked up, Grace. My soul has been broken. Eaten. Eaten. <laughs> um, this fight is actually way more dramatic, I feel, and there's a lot more action. And it happens before that. Yeah. So this this would have been the first time that they fought, and it's never mentioned again. So I, and there's also moments of with Grace and Hudson together where they decide together that neither of them should talk or find out about what happened when they were together in the gargoyle form. Yeah, and I think that that was kind of important was that they both agreed to not tell each other. Yeah, Grace Grace was like, don't tell me. Yeah. Well, well, first she's like, yeah, tell me. Well, no, actually, don't tell me. Don't tell me me because it doesn't change how I feel. I don't, I love Jackson. And you telling me what happened in our three months together won't change the fact that I still love Jackson, which was a very adult Mm -hmm. concept for her to have. Yeah. Was that she was like, you can tell me everything, but that's not going to change how I feel about you. And it's not going to change how I feel about Jackson. But then it happened organically again. Yeah. Anyway, because it was meant to be. That's how it should be. Um, We made some notes about Flint and Luca because Luca in in this book, we get some little group chats of Luca talking to the order about how he asked, you know, someone out and they... Turned him down and then and ran away. And ran away. And the group chat is all like, "Oh, we're gonna whoop some dragon ass." And he's yeah. like, no, "No, don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do that." And and then we're like, "Oh, is that Flint? Is that who he's yeah. talking about?" But then we get a group chat between Flint and Eden. Yeah. Where Flint's like, "Oh no, this cute guy asked me out and I ran away." Yeah, I was a chicken and I ran away. What do I do about it? So, and she's like, well, the fact that you ran away and didn't say no means something. Yeah. And that's really where Flint has to get over Jackson and just go for it. Mm-hmm. So. 
And they do, and it's really cute. And I really hope that that we get um now that Luca is gone, R.I.P. Um, I'm hoping that Flint and Jackson will get their time together because we did get a lot of like emotion from Flint in the guide where he's like, you know, oh, it's hard when you've been in love with somebody yep. and you know you can never have them. And we also got some uh, moments where Hudson was clearly trying to win Grace back by like delivering flowers and cinnamon, cinnamon, rolls? cinnamon rolls to her room, but then not saying who they were from. And she knew who they were from without a note. Yeah. Like, if you had something left outside your dorm room... I would assume it was my boyfriend. Yeah. Not Hudson. Who, yeah. Yeah. Unless she'd already spoken to Jackson, like, thank you for my cinnamon rolls. And he was like, what? Or, or like, oh, he... it must have been Macy. Uh, and then you go and thank the real guy that did actually send you them. But I feel like he was stirring the pot, and he really shouldn't have... Yeah, that, that's an immature thing to do, but... He did it because she loved the things. He didn't do it to make her want him or to get under Jackson's skin. He saw the flowers and he was and like, she'll, he was like, like these. she'll like these. And yeah. But now we know that Hudson brings you cinnamon rolls. Ooh. Is that, <laughs> another, is that another imagery that we get for Hudson's cinnamon rolls? Because he already did... Uh... Grilled cheese. Grilled cheese and cinnamon rolls. I'd be a very happy girl. Hudson is... Hudson... And Hudson made that grilled cheese. That is why the grilled cheese is important. Yep. Jackson... And there were more scenes in in the Guide to Catmere Academy where J Jackson talks about not making the food. He gets the kitchen witches to do it. Mm -hmm. Hudson made the grilled cheese. We also get um, quite a lot of interaction between Hudson and Macy when they are both oh, yeah. going through that moment of kind of grief where nothing is correct for them. They've had their life and then they've had the, their happy, but then they've gone to sadness because Xavier had passed away. Well, got He got killed, like, quite brutally. And there was a cute scene in there with Macy and Xavier together, mm -hmm. like, so that we know that they had bonded a lot. Yep. And they're really cute first date. Yeah. And Macy was, she was really good, spontaneous... Take, First date creator. Yeah, took him took him to the like planetarium. Yeah, looking at all the little stars. Aw. It made me sad. It did make me sad. But at least we got some content with him again. Yeah. <laughs> and then and but yeah, he, uh Macy and Hudson sat at the chess table. The first chess table where uh Jackson and uh Grace had their very first encounter. And they're playing chess, and Macy just doesn't know how to play chess. She's just moving the pieces all yep. over the board, and Hudson isn't saying anything. She's disobeying all the rules. And then she thinks that she won. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't have the heart to tell her that she completely cheated. <laughs> <laughs> that would be how I played. Yeah. With full confidence that I knew exactly what I was doing. You would just play wrong? Yeah. I would not say anything either, no. especially if someone's upset. Yeah. I think two people who don't know how to play chess should play each other and see what happens. <laughs> Just moving the pieces. So, yeah, just moving the pieces and deciding that that's how you play. Play it like checkers. Yeah. Are you trying to work out um, what the last one means? <laughs> well, no, I'm looking at snowboarding vamps because... Oh, they uh, promised to take Jackson when when the um, Grace is a gargoyle. And Jackson is... Yeah, because he's... Jackson's sad and miserable in his room. Yeah, he's hauled up in his room, and all the vampires in the Order are like, we gotta get Jackson out of his room. What are we gonna do? You go get him. No, you go get him. And then they're like, let's take him snowboarding. He'll like that. <laughs> we finally get our snowboarding vampires. 
Yeah, because they're in the art room. Through when you go through the tunnels, you can get to the art room cottage, but the door has a painting of wolves and dragons and a snowboarding vampire. Yep. And we've been like, why? <laughs> but apparently, the vampires. We like get the we get finally get a snowboarding vampire. They like to snowboard. Um, we got a little bit of a game that they play that we've never heard of before. A portal search party, which sounds cool. Yeah, they just go around the woods. Searching for portals. Go through the portals, and then they have to mark where the portals are. And close them? And close... I don't remember that bit. But yeah, they just fell through. (laughs) Yeah, Grace and Hudson fell through one, and Grace is like, grab it, grab it, grab the portal! And then it just disappeared. And then they were both stuck. Because she would. She would end up going through the one portal that was not supposed to be there. Yeah, that was one that was, like, placed there. Grace being a klutz. Yeah. And then her and Hudson get to have, like, a one-on-one because they end up in Healy, which is the town that's right by Catmere Academy. And they have to walk all the way, at least to the woods where they can fly. Yeah. Um, And then they have a race. And then they they race. And they race. And then the race is very similar to the one that they have on the way to the Giants. Yeah. Which, actually, that that scene on the way to the Giants made me grin. You know what, like, those scenes just make you feel so happy. They start bonding. And then he gets her the flowers, too, when they're running through the woods. Yeah. But I feel like that's not canon if they've already had a race. Had a race. Yeah. Do you feel, are you are, do you wish that we wouldn't have had the bonus chapters? I don't know. They're nice, and they they also feel like they're filling the gap between now and when Court gets released. Um, you take it with a grain of salt, type. Yeah, thing. yeah. They're like they're like deleted scenes, so you never know where they were deleted because she had a better idea, or whether she went back and went. Oh, I wish that I had add, added this. Um, yeah, they were they were said as deleted scenes, but we couldn't believe that they would be deleted scenes because they were from so many different people's perspectives. She didn't delete a random scene from Macy's perspective in the middle of the story because she wouldn't have wrote a chapter from Macy's perspective in in Crane. Yeah, so they were like deleted scenes, like almost like a blooper reel yeah. kind of thing where like things happen, but looking back, what she wished she would have written. Yeah, yeah, what she could have. Yeah. Um, and the last one, I can't remember what it is. No. No, nor can I. Well, it's it's a word. It's one heck. It's one hell of a, a a note that we took. Why can't we remember why we wrote blood wank on the paper? <laughs> I don't know. I think that we were talking about um the the scene because I don't know. I don't genuinely. I can't. We remember. wrote blood wank. Blood on, wank on the paper, and we can't remember why. And we were asking your husband, would you have a blood wank? <laughs> and he was like, what? <laughs> we were, I think that we were just in hysterics on the floor and genuinely I don't remember why. What was the last thing in the guide that was written? It would be right, it would be right, uh, it would be in the novella because we've got Portal Search Party. I can't remember. It would have to be at the very end of the novella. Go to... Table of contents. She's going to check her Kindle. <laughs> um, in the meantime, guys, we last section of the podcast, we normally do fan questions, but we decided not to do those this week because we didn't read our normal chapters. But we will resume next week with normal episodes. Um, if we're able to figure out what this means in the next, like, two minutes, then we'll... we'll I, I mean, I'm curious. I would like to know. Or maybe I don't. Um... I'm trying to think. Hudson. <laughs> I don't know. Hudson goes, 
he goes, no, wait, he goes and gets blood. He's thinking about grace. He's thinking about yes. drinking grace. That's it. Okay. Yes. Okay. So he was having a really good dream. He was having a good dream about <laughs> drinking grace. Like he was having, but it was, he was like describing it like a wet dream about drinking grace. And then he wakes up and he needs to go drink blood because he's been thinking about it. Yep. And that's like, and then he's like, "Oh, Grace won't let me just drink. Go, can, can I have some?" So he had to go and get like a, some secondary blood cup. from somewhere. <laughs> I was like, "Is that the ascent? Is that a blood wank? Is, is the, that the, is that the like oh, I can't have sex with the person I want to? So I'll just have to do it yeah. to myself and think think about it. Yeah, because he's like fantasizing. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. We I, should we we seemed to just write down single words <laughs> as part of our notes and then we look back on them a day later and we're like what <laughs> and it, oh, at the time we clearly think it's hilarious <laughs> i mean the handwriting is just awful so i clearly <laughs> wrote it down in a hurry yeah we were we were laughing so hard but i i highly recommend you guys get the guide to cat mirror we rushed through reading it I'll probably reread it. Oh yeah. Um, I would like to go through it and. I and... would love it in printed form. I would love it with like pullouts and maps and little yeah. envelopes and magnifying glasses and things. <laughs> I think that this was for you know Tracy wanted to give us something because there was a paper shortage. For those who don't know, that's we why... hungry for more, and she knew that we were starving. Yeah, she did. She sent us a snack. She sent us a little snack to hold us over. Um, until it came out. But once again, with paper printing and that being the problem, a printed version of this wasn't possible because that's the whole reason that we weren't able to get court when it was originally supposed to release, which would mm -hmm. have been November. Um, it's been pushed back to February to for the paper shortage. So I think we just have to think, like, the, the Harry Potters were all written one after each other and only the guides and the, like, extracurricular books and, like, the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and things, they were only written after the series was completed. Yeah. We're already getting this now. Mm -hmm. She's already mentioned within her book that she has some sort of Bible for all of the characters and stuff, which is only to get, going to get bigger as she's writing the other books. So I think that we could look forward to a lot more merch, kind of like Harry Potter, where you can go into a store and you can get, like, the monster books that they study yeah. and things like that. She's created an entire universe for us. Um, and I'm quite excited to see what else. And she's doing it so fast. Get. Yeah, when she said that she'd written the entirety of Crave in, like, two months, two months we were just like, what it took me a year to write my first my book that I that I is coming out in January and it, I mean I wrote that I started writing that in August of 2020 I finished it in August of 2021 and it's still not out it's not even coming out until January because <laughs> publishing and editing takes a lot of time but you do have a full time job two full time jobs essentially yeah so we can understand how you might write it in two months if it is your full time job but it's still that's very 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 fast yeah. Um, so, uh, kudos to Tracy. Well done for writing it so fast that... Don't stop. We can get snacks. Keep going. <laughs> Keep writing them. Please, more. <laughs> Gives I'm, us more. I, I'm ready for Remy's story. We got a cute little picture of Remy. Yeah, and oh. I would. I really would. You really would? Would you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would you? I didn't in the book. No? No. 
I think that, because a Cajun accent is so different from what I could even imagine. Like, I don't have any point of reference you for a Cajun accent. Like, did you picture him looking like a little cowboy? Or? It's like a little swamp man. <laughs> a little swamp man. <laughs> and, oh, I did have one last note. Apparently, I was very wrong. I have thought Eden was black this whole time. <laughs> and I opened the... I was looking through the pictures, and I was just like, oh... Oh, she's not black. She's Asian. I don't know. And and that a, we are saying Asian for lack of knowing. Wit discrimination. Like, we couldn't pick. Yeah. We we have no idea based on the. the well, her last was... name is Seong or so- Seong Song. Song? 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 Song. Um, but yeah, we, we found out like Leah obviously has family out in Tokyo. That's what. Yeah. So she's Japanese. Yeah. But so. Eden, we don't really get much about her family, so we could, yeah, we wouldn't know. But I, for some reason, had it in my head that Eden was kind of like a gothy kind of like. No, she's apparently the rehash of the poor Cho Chang, where oh. like, or like uh, As- Asians don't have to be the snitches. Oh, or yeah. the bitches. Because that's how she, they're always portrayed. Like Leah came Leah. and went and now she's in in the bin. And we now have Eden to replace her to be much better. I don't think I'm ever not going to be able to see Eden how I originally pictured her. Because I really like the character that I built in my head. And she's I, your black Hermione. I'm going to keep her exactly <laughs> how she is. She's, I'm not budging. And I, I even had like a dream cast. I had like the actress picked out and everything. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she has like insanely piercing, like green, pretty eyes. And I'm like, you are perfect. You are my Eden. You are my Eden. You are my Eden. <laughs> slightly, slightly badly casted. Yeah. I'm... Because I've entirely blocked out an entire race. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't blocked, I haven't blocked out. I've just clung onto my, my imagery that I <laughs> formed in my own head. Maybe Tracy didn't describe her or maybe that's just how my brain goes where i just kind of fill in the blanks you probably picked out certain words it's i i think that that the ability to read like that and do that is better than just reading as being a white person and reading and just assuming every character is white yep i think that it's it's better when you are able to just like assume or you know paint a character in any color that you want them to be it's also good that you can imagine them very fast you don't have to sit there, read every single word mm-hmm. and like almost add the freckles onto their face as the writer has written them in the page. Add the glasses onto their face, scruff their hair a little bit and go, oh, no, the hair needs to be lightened. You've already created a picture in your head before you've read, read any of the description. And sometimes that description can't be changed. Yeah. Even yeah. if there are like characteristics that are mentioned on later on in the book, sometimes they're not embellishments to a character if you've already created the character in your head. Yeah. 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 I, I get attached to my visions. And that's why I think <laughs> that I get very upset when movies get made. Because I'm like, this is all wrong. This is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. I wasn't even, I was really unhappy with the Jackson um, art that we got. Jackson art. Because yeah. he looks like he's 32. <laughs> he's, he's, he doesn't look right to me looking at the, the artwork that they gave us. Same with Hudson, though. I wasn't, I was like, oh, this isn't how I pictured Hudson. Hudson was closer than Jackson was, though. Jackson looks way too old. These are not teenagers <laughs> in these pictures. Macy was okay. Right, Do, so last thing? Last thing. Amber's gonna try a cherry Pop-Tart. We have them here. Let's do the ASMR. 
<laughs> I wonder how awful that sounds. I will know when we edit it. Is this it. an ASMR mic? Let's see. Is this? I think that this one is. Yeah. We have two mics. All right. I will eat one and you can eat one. I already know what it tastes like. but I'll Does do it taste like cherry? It tastes like something that's cherry flavored. <laughs> okay. Um, like there's cherry flavored medicine and does that taste like cherry no it tastes like no, something that's like cough cherry. drops so first let's describe it to them i have something that is violently pink in my hands just the there's icing. there is icing on the <laughs> we actually watched how pop tarts are made we did um yeah okay. there's lots of pink sugar on it okay all right and these are, these are cold just to let everybody know, gotta give them the sensory. They're not cold. Sensory process. They're room temp. We didn't um we didn't toaster them. You did not get a bite with any of the creamy goo. Okay, you got a oh little bit. Oh my god, the creamy goo. Do you feel like grace? These don't taste like cherry. What do they taste like? Something cherry flavored. <laughs> <laughs> she went in for a second bite. This is like how sports narrating is. And here's the pitch. If you gave me this to me and said it was strawberry flavored, I wouldn't be able to tell you that you were wrong. It's just a berry? Yeah. A this fruit. is this is not a cherry, guys. Um in Britain we have cherry bakewells, which are the best cakes in my opinion. And um I was imagining, you know, the 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 jam in between all the Brits that are like, "Yeah, cherry bakewells." I was imagining the jam in between. Mm-hmm. This just tastes like strawberry jam. <laughs> yeah, and they're very thin. Like, you know what? This this would be amazing with like flaked almonds on top. That's Cherry bakewell. Okay. They what? need to lean into the bakewell for this to taste anything like cherry because at this point it just tastes like strawberry. <laughs> you know, there's um cherry uh cherry toaster strudels too, and those are thicker. Mm-hmm. That would be more more cherry y than this. You know they're like the maraschino cherries? Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to taste like those. It's more tart. It just tastes like strawberry. <laughs> yeah, it just tastes like fruit. If I didn't know what color it was and you said, this is blueberry, I'd be like, all right, this is blackberry. Sure, this is raspberry. I believe you. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. It's just a berry. Mm-hmm. That is violently pink. It's very pink. We should have taken pictures. Um, we have another packet upstairs. <laughs> we do. All right, guys. Well, now I now num, that num, I, num, num. Mm, let me clear my mouth now. Get crumbs all over your husband's desk. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Um, this was a lot of fun, but next week we will resume our normal episodes once Amber's back home and this airs when I am flying. When you're flying back home, yeah, you'll be on a plane. Crying. <laughs> If you're listening to this right now, Amber is on a plane. Well, I guess everyone's listening to it right now. Yep. If, right now. If you waited until 9 a.m. on the dot, Phoenix does that, I think. I think Phoenix listens to them right when they air. Mm-hmm. But if you if you listen to this right when it airs, Amber is on a plane flying back to boring UK. Rainy, rainy Hampshire. Where everybody talks like Hudson. Apparently not. We need to get my husband down. We'll add a little excerpt on the end of this. Of him reading out one of the Hudson lines from the bonus chapters. Will he do it? Yeah, he will absolutely do it. If you went and got him right now. Yeah, right now. 
you're walking around like a bloody wanker and put up with it because I get it. You're hurting and you're pissed. But you're not the only one in pain, asshole. So get the fuck over yourself so we can end this. Alright, and there was and there was Scott as mm-hmm. as Hudson. Let us know if you want more Scott as Hudson, and we'll just have him read random lines like every few episodes. He does voiceovers, so he can do like received pronunciations of super British, or he can do London. That was his yeah. normal voice. Yeah. That's what I hear when I haven't done the dishes. You, <laughs> you guys should send us lines that you want him to read. Yeah, that, that was a sudden like trying to find yeah, we a just Hudson picked- line. That was particularly British, and it said bloody wanker in it, so. Yeah, we just pick pick random lines for Scott, and then we can get the authentic Brit to mm-hmm. read to read the Hudson lines. But, guys, thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye! Bye-bye.